Welcome to ENN Radio, a podcast from Elon News Network bringing you the story behind the headlines. I'm Claire Schoenfeld. This week, we are with ENN reporter Ryan Kupperman to talk about his story, get to know the overnight Elon University staff. And we're sitting in the very location that inspired the story. So Ryan, can you tell me a bit about it? Sure. So I actually should say that uh, I did not come up with ADO on my own. We talked about it in my Journalism 3100 class, which is reporting for the public good. Uh, Mostly we just talked about reporters who invest a lot of time in getting to know their sources for their stories. So um, that gave me the idea that I don't really see a lot of that in student journalism or collegiate journalism, where reporters will spend weeks, months, even years kind of getting to know their sources, taking in their life, basically shadowing them on a day-to-day basis. Obviously, we cannot do that on the scale that we are operating on as student journalists, as part of a collegiate journalist organization. Um, but I was like, hey, I have two days and Tuesdays and Thursdays off of class. I can go shadow someone for their shift at work or for a practice or a game or a week or whatever. Um, so the first idea I had was uh, the overnight workers here in Belk Library. And I knew... I didn't know how many there were. I knew there was at least one cleaner that did the overnight shift, um, maybe multiple. So I figured on Wednesday night, I would just show up to the library around midnight and just kind of see what's up. Ryan, I'm just now realizing we haven't told our audience what you wrote your story about. Would you mind telling us what your story is? Oh, of course. So I basically profiled um, both the service desk employee and the overnight janitor here at Belk Library um, for their overnight shift, so midnight to like 7 a.m. So you said you came up with the idea in class, but how did you come up with the idea to talk to someone in the library in the middle of the night? (laughs) Yeah, well, um, I know there there probably are other buildings on campus that are open 24-7, but I myself have spent a couple overnighters in the library, so I knew for a fact that it was open 24-7. Uh, and so I thought that would be as good of a place as any to start. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you know what other buildings on campus are technically open 24-7? Not um, for 100% certain. I'm pretty sure the study building areas like Sankey are probably open that long. As long as you swipe your Phoenix card, that's what I had to do with the library. Um, so not anyone can get in, but like open to students and faculty. So why did you decide to focus on Michael? You know, what made you feel compelled to tell his story? Yeah, well, um, the biggest thing about that was both he just seemed like he wanted someone to talk to, and so that opened it up really nicely for just getting to know him and sitting down for casual conversation. And the other aspect was Tammy prefers to be a little bit more private. She didn't want as much of her personal information being published or whatnot. So I spent a couple hours with Tammy, and then I walked downstairs, and I noticed him at the desk, and I was like, hey, what's your deal? What's your name? And we just kind of got to talking. Um, And he actually is a really interesting person. I mean, he's taking, like, martial arts, acting classes. He's um, a musician. Like, there's just there was just so much little quirks about him, so many little quirks that I wasn't expecting. And so I think that made for a really good profile. So let's get into getting the story itself. What time did you show up to the library and say, okay, Here's what we're going to do. Let's go. Let's get the story. Yeah, I didn't know exactly when uh, their shift began and ended, but I figured that an overnight worker would probably get there 
around midnight and leave around 6 or 7 a.m. And I wasn't far off, although I think they had gotten here around like 10.30 or 11. So uh, I missed like the first hour of their shift, but I did stay with them till uh, the end, about 5 or 6 a.m. So did you stay up until midnight and then head to the library? Did you take a nap? What did the day leading into the night you got the story look like? Well, um, it was Wednesday night into Thursday morning. So my last class ends at like 6 p.m. I went home. I slept. <laughs> I woke up around 11 p.m. Uh, I got my backpack together, my laptop, my reporter's notebook, and I picked up a, a Monster Energy drink at Circle K before heading to the library. Uh, and yes, I stayed up with them. <laughs> Do you think that this is the type of story you would do again? Absolutely. I think um, especially the overnight hours is, I would say, the least known people on campus. And I know a big reason I took on this story was because I thought it would be interesting to read about like the people I don't get to see when I'm out about on campus during the day. Um, and since I have written that story, I'm thinking about other demographics that people might like to read about, not necessarily overnight, but maybe I'll shadow an athlete for their day or uh, a member of the LGBTQI, um, a, the GLC, just see kind of the different demographics I can visit um, and just kind of let other people get to know them as human beings. So as a journalist, are these stories that you feel passionate about you know, you're taking someone with some sort of trait or identity and really giving some humanity to that trait and identity. Yeah, I think uh, it's really all about community, especially um, at Elon News Network. Our main community is Elon University with, um, you know, the surrounding community area involved in that. But um, Elon's not a very big school. I, to me, there's no reason why we shouldn't have those kind of stories where, or opportunities for people to get to know other people on campus, especially because we're kind of in our own bubble, so why not? Um, but that was a big motivation for doing this story was because, uh, to me, I felt like I was doing a community service. So who are you thinking about covering for your next, I don't want to say cover story, but shadow story? Again, I've just kind of started brainstorming ideas. I don't want to do it like every Thursday where I'm, I'm staying up all night and then sleeping all day, which is what happened. Um, so I definitely want to make it, uh, I guess, a sparingly a sparing story um, but I'm not sure I think anybody who is interesting I'll follow and that really can be anybody not necessarily just the off-the-cuff idea of interesting um, people that don't necessarily get a lot of coverage or that people I feel like wouldn't know a lot about so there's not any specific demographic it's just what what can, how can I emphasize this person's life in a way that other people may not think about. So why do you think it's important that we as journalists try to tell these undertold or even considerably underground stories? Yeah, um, like I said, community service. I think it unites us. Um, getting to know someone, especially if your environment or your interests aren't prone to getting to know them naturally, uh, I feel like journalism is a great way to, to unite the community. And to add on to that conversation, how can we encourage our readers to engage with these type of stories? Because they could very well, well be of the mind that, oh, I don't know this person, this doesn't affect me, blah, blah, blah. But what would you say to community members that may look past a story like this? Yeah, there are definitely going to be people who 
I don't want to say don't care about anyone else, but aren't prone to or aren't interested in getting to know them on that level. Because, I mean, reading a, a print story about someone is different than having a conversation. But as a journalist, I try to capture the interaction I have with someone on that page. So I would just hope that people are open to meeting people and opening and, op and are open to experiences and perspectives that they aren't necessarily prone to themselves. Absolutely. So something I really loved about your piece was at the end, you encouraged readers to come say hi to Michael um, if they're in the library late at night. Do you think that Michael is ready to have some new friends or fans that want to chat him up? I certainly hope so. You know, I don't, I think it's unrealistic to expect that anyone will come to the library for the sole purpose of meeting Michael, but I hope that um, publishing his, uh, a picture of him and just a little bit about him will get people, like maybe when they're in the library studying late at night, they'll look up and see Michael at his desk and be like, I've seen that guy before. I've actually read a little bit about him. He seems pretty interesting. Maybe I'll go talk to him. So that is the hope going forward. Do you think that Michael is prepared for potential of a new wave of students coming to talk with him? I hope so. I mean, a big part of working an overnight shift like that is there aren't a lot of people to talk to. And so we talked a little bit about that in terms of he gets he can get a little lonely or he wishes that he had someone to talk to. He seemed like a very sociable person. Um, so I, I don't want to speak for him. I, I would think that he would be very open to that. And Ryan, is there anything else our audience should know about the story that is particularly impactful, important, fun, really anything that you would like our listeners to know? Yeah, I, I think uh, as a journalist, I took away, I took a lot away from the story in terms of I had never really been in the position, um, I'll call it a shadow story, where I'm just kind of showing up, introducing myself, asking if they would be okay with me, following them around, you know, for their whole shift. Uh, Tammy was definitely a little bit like, is this kid okay? Like, what's, what's his deal? Um, and so it was, very, it was a very fun experience and a very um, educational experience just to kind of get that opportunity. And I would, for other journalists, I would definitely recommend it. And that's all we have for you this week on ENN Radio. Subscribe to ENN Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and follow us on social media at Elon News Network. For the latest news, visit our website, elonnewsnetwork.com. Thank you for listening.